All right, from a Wi-Fi connection, albeit a shitty one, in Southern California. My name is Josh Herbold, and I'm your host. This is episode one of Bare Knuckle Now podcast. Different podcast. I know I have the uh, the Bare Knuckle half hour going, but this is a, a same mission, but I have a lot of plates spinning in the air here. So... I'm going to get the WBC Muay Thai kickboxing champion and BKB contender who comes off a vicious KO victory first round at BKB Lockdown 2. It's none other than the war dog, Toby Benden. Toby, what's up, man? Thanks for holding on. That was a, that was a rough uh, first go. We, we did a take one, and uh, yeah, the... Man. 10-8 Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right, so let's keep it trucking. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start just from the very beginning if we can. Yeah, of course, bro. So as a uh, as a WBC Muay Thai champion with a, a very well-established kickboxing background, what made you gravitate towards bare-knuckle fighting? So, yeah, obviously with Muay Thai, it's a lot of bone-on-bone, elbows, knees, bare shin. So it was always um, very natural um, to want more, you know, for myself. And um, when I was approached with signing on with BKB, it was very natural. It was very exciting. It was very appealing. And um, yeah, I just, you know, straight away, there was no hesitation. I wanted to do it. Um, I love boxing and bare knuckle boxing. It's got this added excitement of rawness um, within combat sports. It's quite new. Um, It's on the rise. So I just, everything I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity and um, and go with it and um, yeah, it's just been a, a wild wild journey, but it's it's amazing. Bare knuckle boxing is the future without a doubt. It's the past. It's been the past, and now it is going to be the future. Well, to- Toby, we're thousands of miles away to give people context who are listening here, but I, yeah. from here, I could feel your enthusiasm and fervor for the sport. It's it's powerful. Awesome. Well, that's it. That is me. Like I say, it's in my bu- in my blood. It's in my bones. It just runs through me. You know, fighting is just is it's so natural in me, and it's su- such a feeling. I was born to be a fighter. You know, my father was a fighter. My grandfather was a fighter. So it, it's in my blood. It's in my um, in my generations, and um, I'm now doing it in the modern day, in the most um, you know traditional fighting style there is as well with bare knuckle boxing. So. Yeah, man, it's just, it's amazing to be a part of. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. Like I say, it's just, I'm very enthusiastic. I'm buzzing and yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just hyped with it all, man. I got it. I, I simply have to know, T- Toby, uh, you fought at the O2 Arena here at this last event that you premiered at, at BKB. What was it like being at such a monumental uh, institution. I mean, we're talking about Amir Khan, Michael Bisping, that legends have been in this venue, and you were there, and you count your name amongst them. What was that like? Well, uh, the, ne- the next BKB is at the O2. The one that we have um, just fought at, the lockdown show, that was actually at the Reebok Stadium. Oh, it's at Reebok. Got it, got it. You know, Amir Khan and people like that have all fought there. Um, and that was it was an amazing venue. It was an amazing atmosphere. Um, everything it was awesome BKB really really looked after the fighters and the staff yeah. the hotel was, was incredible man. oh man it was it was incredible the moment I went through the hotel to check in and do my COVID tests 
me and my coach, you know, we were, we're from quite a small town in the within the UK, and going there, it was awesome. You know, the BKB, uh, Jim and Joe, they really looked after us. Amazing hotel, amazing food for fighting. Um, production was unreal. Everything was smooth. You you knew where everyone was at where you needed to be. So if I needed to find out where this was, I knew I'd to go to this guy. Everything just ran super smooth, super organised, more organised than any uh, show I've ever been on. And I've fought in a lot of Muay Thai events, including uh, within the WBC. And um, yeah, BKB, man, it was just, it was unreal. It was absolutely unreal, man. So let me let me then uh, revise my uh, question a little bit. Then what what are you anticipating fighting at at such a huge arena like O2? I mean, I I, I gotta anticipate you're excited. Oh man, I'm I'm fucking pumped, man! Like it's unreal. Like when I when I seen that, that we're gonna be fighting at the O2, it was just like, you know, man, I am gonna be coming out with so hard and so fast, and man, it's just it's just it's just amazing. Do you know what I mean? Knowing I'm gonna be fighting there, like you say. Many greats have fought there before, and now it's my time to to show right. what I'm about. And um, I, I'm very, um, you know, grateful that I'll be doing it in such a historic arena, being the O2. Your appearance at BKB Lockdown, it, it was a memorable one, albeit a very brief one. Can you talk to me about what the game plan was with your opponent, who was a very game opponent, if I could say? He, he, he was yeah. there to fight. Yeah, of course. Um, we didn't like what we knew about my opponent is that he'd had a lot of gloved boxing fights. So we sort of and a lot of the fights were probably six to ten round fights. Um, so we we sort of anticipated that he may be a bit of a slow start sure. um, trying to get his jab off, trying to get his rhythm off early. So the game plan was just to, to show him, you know, as soon as I touched hands with him, make him know he's in a fist fight here. And, um, you know, to throw everything like, you know, I'm, I'm spiteful when I'm in there. And when I'm in there, I'm, I'm, it's the hurt business. I want to take you out as violently, as brutally and as quickly as I can. You know, I'm not getting paid for overtime, bro. So if I can sure. go in there and I can let, I've got knockout power on both my hands. So as soon as I landed the connection, I knew I'd wobbled him. I knew I'd cut him. And he, and he didn't want to be in there. And um, then I just I, I just sensed the the attack and I went for it and I got the job done. You know, luckily I was born with a killer instinct and a lot of yeah. my fights, they've came through first round, first two rounds. Um, I've, I've knocked my opponent out. You know, if I hurt someone, you know, they ain't getting out. I'm not just coasting it. I ain't a decision fighter. Even though I'm fit and I can go the distance if I need to be, but I, I'm, a, I'm in there to knock people out. That's what I do, man. And... Um, the game plan was, yeah, basically, you know, it's a three-round fight. So it was to come at him hard, come at him fast, make him get him hurt early and take it from there. And um, that's what I did. I saw that it was hurt and I jumped on him and I got him out there. Your striking was really crisp that night and you flowed so well. I mean, everything just seemed to be doing what it was supposed to. Can you talk to me about the conditioning that you had to do to get ready for that fight i'm i'm talking about basically what did you do to avoid the risk of breaking your hands which is a very real thing in your sport yes yeah it's completely um you know because i come from a traditional like martial art background um you know when i was a child i trained in many different martial arts so one thing i've always done is like you know bone conditioning for my knuckles for my wrists for my hands a lot of knuckle push-ups a lot of wrist push-ups um, a lot of heavy bag work bare knuckle gloved and with uh, support 
and um yeah just making sure everything was uh conditioned because it's really overlooked i feel in bkb yes. and there's some great guys out there um doing some great stuff uh for example luke hobbs um he's on instagram he's uh he's called kasak boxer i think on instagram he's got some amazing bkb like conditioning methods very similar to what i do hitting the sandbag hitting the heavy bag and um getting the getting the wrist getting the getting the hand getting the knuckles strong because when you're in there i want i want a long career so like if i can yes. prevent my hands breaking or and healing quicker it's going to be better for me do you know what i mean if i don't condition them and they break you know my hands may never be the same again so i think conditioning is essential within the sport of bare knuckle boxing and um yeah it's always something i've done luckily throughout my whole career of fighting the, the conditioning the wrists and the hands have always been a part of my trainings and i've never had a bad break i've never you know done anything to my wrists and my hands and um yeah you know touch word it's it, they, they're, they're yeah. holding up <laughs> uh technical question for you if i may a uh, technique question what are the differences that you could lay out for me between a tie stance that you would take in just a tie fight and a bare knuckle fight at bkb what are the differences so yeah, I mean, the stances are completely different. Even in my Muay Thai fights, because I've always been a, a better puncher, I've always been more on the boxing side. I always favoured a boxing stance anyway. So, like, if you were to see me fighting Muay Thai, people would be like, oh, he hasn't got a Thai style. So, so a lot of people in Muay Thai didn't really like my style because I wasn't a traditional Thai fighter, so to speak, where my legs are in close. Uh, like, it's, it's quite uh, front-on Thai boxing. Uh, whereas boxing you you don't want to be front on because of body shot so you, boxing you're more side on you've got a wider stance you need to be lighter on your feet um, especially with with bare knuckle boxing because you want to be hitting and not get hit obviously because of the cut so you have to be very in and out being able to maneuver angle um, whereas ties it's quite your legs are quite close together it's quite flat-footed um, but yeah, I'd say because I've always trained boxing, I always favoured boxing. That was always my game plan in my Muay Thai fights to to knock them out of my hands. Um, right. So yeah, with it's just the stance. You know, you've got to be a lot more uh, light on your feet. You've got to be able to move when you need to be. Because if you're just stand still in a bare knuckle boxing fight, you're going to get cut to pieces. Yeah. If you're not yeah. mobile within within BKB, yeah, you're getting cut to pieces. You're going to be getting caught with big shots. And um, it's gonna, it's not gonna be nice for you. So yeah, the main thing is is um, being light on your toes, slightly more side on, so you can defend them body shots, just like the the classic boxing stance. Gotcha. Well, that's very insightful. Okay, that's very interesting. My next question for you, I just have to pick your brain about this. I know, I know that uh, you're a uh, perennial contender in the World Lethway Championship. And for those that don't know, uh, Lethway is the art of nine limbs, uh, Burmese boxing. Yeah. Can you update me on the status of your participation in the sport of Lethway? Well, um, to be honest, I've, because obviously I don't know whether people on the pad podcast know or not, but in Myanmar, uh, which was which is Burma, it's now you know, named as Myanmar, um there's a big obviously crisis going on uh the coup yes. crisis where the, the military have taken over uh police are kidnapping people i mean i speak to the burmese and i send my love to them because they message me and they send me these pictures and videos and it's crazy out there police are coming in kidnapping kids shooting people it's it's, it's just crazy out there and um obviously the wlc has just gone completely you know dead it's gone completely quiet and Gosh, I don't know if it will ever come back. I mean, I would like to think it would, but 
who knows i've heard absolutely nothing at all so to me it's i don't know i don't know how long this crisis is going to go on that's the priority getting the people of Myanmar safe um making sure you know everything runs as a normal you know society over there um I, I don't know anything yeah i mean i was i was meant to go out there a few times last year but covid restrictions and travel restrictions stopped that so i i, I mean i don't know now i really don't know my all my focus is on bare knuckle boxing mm. everything is going into that you know if the wlc came back to light and they give me a call and yeah yeah we'll, we'll sort things out obviously i'd love to fight over there it's 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 awesome and um but yeah, right now I, I just I don't know whether it will ever come back, you know, if it will ever recover. I, I I don't know because the crisis seems terrible out there. So we'll just have yeah. to wait and see. But like I say, all my focus, everything, my heart, my soul, blood, sweat, and tears is going into BKB and bare knuckle boxing. And um, I'm I'm title hunting, man. I want to go through people and earn my title shot. That's that's my only goal. It's just uh, it's one one last thought on Lethway uh, before we move on. It's such a shame that the this humanitarian crisis is happening in that region of the world because that sport was I felt like it was uh, in the beginnings of blossoming and it's incredibly yeah. intriguing to me the fact that you could get back in there after getting KO'd and win <laughs> it still yeah, the fact, it, it, it's bananas to me I, it, and so you know it's a shame to hear that it's on some kind of a hiatus. Oh man, it is, and it's it's such a again like with with bare knuckle boxing, it's got this like you know spiritual warrior feeling of it, like you're fighting bare knuckle, bone on bone, what ancient warriors would be fighting thousands of years ago, and now they're doing it now within the modern you know like a gladiator, but this is the modern day gladiator, and and left way you know it's it's even more free because you can use all the weapons, uh, including the head. So it's, it is a shame. People like you know Dave Leduc, um, he's obviously been the the face of Letway, and he's made it you know a super like a mega a mega combat sport. If you like, you know he's sure. he's brought it he's brought it to Westerners. So I think anywhere that Dave Leduc goes, Letway's going to go. So whether he goes to the American promotion of Sparta, who he's fought on, or wherever, Letway is going to grow with that because he's the face. And he's very popular. So I think when he fights again, it will it will rise again, and wherever that be in the world, you know, it's it's like it's like bare knuckle, man. It's it's intriguing. People want to see it. So wherever I think he goes, whenever he's ready to fight, I think it will it will continue. Back to the war dog, though. Map me yes. out your title your title picture in BKB. Realistically, how many fights do you think you're taking before you are uh, campaigning for a, a belt directly? So I, I, I've always said it right when people, after my last one, they're like, yeah, you know, you, you get a title shot or you get another performance out, you get a title shot. This was just obviously fans and whatnot speaking. But, you know, I come from uh, the way I was sort of brought up and the way I've been trained, you know, I'll do it the hard way. I've been I've been the underdog my whole life. So wherever I have to go through five more people, 10 more people, whoever it is, I don't care. I'll do it the hard way. Whoever they line up in front of me, BKB will put them in front of me. I'll steamroll them and I will earn my shot until there's no one else and they give it to me. Uh, but I am confident that, you know, if I keep knocking people out and putting on the performances I do, it, it won't be too long. But like I say, my main goal is just to win every fight, um, keep taking people's chins off and um, and I'll earn my shot. 
But whether whether BKB decide, I'm ready. Whether they wanted to give it to me next or three fights time or whatever, I'm ready. You know, I'm I will be ready. The work has begun and it's it's been begun since you know I started fighting. So yeah, man, it's just it's just it's just now letting things take place, you know. So it it looks like your next fight has already been announced. Uh, do do I have that right? It looks like it's we're looking at BKB twenty one of, yes. of all of them. 21 and uh we're looking at july 3rd at the o2 arena has an opponent been brought uh, to your attention yet has a contract been signed yet no nothing yet i was in talks with uh joe and jim who are the uh the owners and matchmakers of uh bkb and basically they they, they sent a message to basically the people that we fight in like you know in a couple of weeks time you know matchmaking will start to happen and um, we'll be in contact so you know like i say my phone's always on um, I'll just be training. Um, so that'll probably be next week or the week after. I imagine I'll get a phone call from either Jim or Joe, most likely both of them. And they will give me names and I will say yes without hesitation. And that will be it. I will sign on the dotted line and preparation will begin for that specific opponent. Toby, I know you're a busy man and you're training tonight and you're you're getting ready to prepare for that. So I'm going to I'm going to give you one last question. And thank you so much for your time, by the way. It's been a pleasure, brother. You know, it's been a great podcast. Very easy to talk to. So, uh, like I say, I'm always, I'm always willing for media, especially with, you know, anything to do with bare knuckle. And yeah, it's it's been awesome, man. So, thank you for having me as well. Same to you, champ. So, so here, here, here it is. And I'm going to need you to be brutally honest. So, you know, elephant in the room. You're you're from the UK. I'm American. I also have a thick skin. So, be honest, brother. <laughs> What do you think of American bare knuckle fighters? Do you think that they're up to snuff? Because I, you, you have an undeniable advantage over us in terms of the heritage of the sport. But do you think that yes. there's quality fighters in America? Oh, without a doubt, there's quality fighters. I mean, you know, it's it's America. You know, it's combat sports is huge there. We do have advantage within, like you said, the boxing. I believe because of the heritage here with bare knuckle boxing, uh, the skill set of us within within boxing. I I 100 believe the the brits have the advantage but there's some awesome awesome american fighters as well um you know one of what of a fighter that i love to watch is reggie barnett reggie barnett jr i believe i mean i love his style man he's a brilliant boxer uh, and that there's 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 um what's he called that um that uh, win that win yeah and lewis um my pronunciation's out good, good man lewis um oh it's second name Lewis oh, you're Bruce. talking. You're talking about the uh, l- the lightweight champion at yes. 155. Yes, yeah, uh, Lewis um, um, Champ. I'm sorry, man. I'm yeah, that's the one. I can't pronounce yep. it, man. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm English, bro. I'm English, bro. I can't pronounce it, but yeah, man. Um, like I said, there's some there's some brilliant fighters, man, without a doubt. Um, but I do believe um, with BKBTM, the promotion over here, the actual boxing skill set, we have a big advantage of. Um, the the heritage is here and yeah our our, our boxing we seem to be more um, artistically within our within our fights but yeah I just think bare knuckle in general wherever it is in the world it's it's great you know there's great fights it doesn't really matter where you're from you know if you put your heart and soul blood sweat and tears into it you're gonna grow and you will be as good as you can so yeah I I believe you know there'll be great bare knuckle fighters all over the world. He's a WBC Muay Thai champion, people. He is also a hot contender in BKB, and he is riding the vapors of victory. 
He also probably thinks that I don't pay my fucking internet bill. It's the <laughs> war dog. <laughs> Thank you for yes, being man. with me, brother. Thanks for your time. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what transpires, and I hope to have you back sooner rather than later. Well, of course, brother. Once I get an opponent um, confirmed, you'll be one of the first to know, and we can get on and, and we can we can discuss if you want. Um, I'd love to. Bro, I'm just going to take a quick picture from my Instagram as well. Is that cool? Ah, please do, brother. And I'm going to hold you to that, by the way. I'm looking forward to hearing that fight news. Awesome, bro. I say I'll be in um, hopefully in the next few weeks, and um, I'll give you guys you know, a message. And I say, I'll, I'll be happy to jump on anytime. It's been great being on. And Absolutely. I hope the American fans and um, bare knuckle fans around the world, you know, they can follow me on Instagram at Wardog UK. Uh, add me on Facebook, just my name, Toby Binden. And you can follow my journey. You know, I'm an exciting fighter. I leave it all in there every single time. And I'm determined. My desire is, is, is just great. And um, yeah, man, you can, you can expect big things from me. Um, this is the war dog era and it has started. That's a, that's a beautiful way to conclude that enough said here's to the beginning of the war dog era. See you later, Toby. Have a, have a good training session, brother. Thank you, brother. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. That was Toby, the war dog Benden. That That was a fantastic fight watching him get him the hell out of there so quickly in the first round. Joey Vaughn, by the way, is a, tough looking customer somebody that doesn't look to be trifled with like i said he was there to fight and that was a really great fight i really admire the fact that a fighter has a finishing instinct and is willing to use it uh, so so many times I, I i like a good war but to to be able to get those guys out quickly it, that that's that's my favorite kind of fighter so, all right, that was my interview with the War Dog, and thank you for his time. We're now going to be moving on to a quick little segment here. I got a BKFC main event prediction. I went back, did a lot of tape study, as I tend to do, and uh, this, is, this is what I have. So, as we all know, the main event for BKFC 17 coming up is going to be the Kleckler-Burns fight. It's a heavyweight number one contender title eliminator essentially to have the honors of facing the winner of Beltron Shoemaker. So pending that, we also have this number one title eliminator happening. And we have the veteran Josh Burns from Team Hammer House. And on the other side of the squared circle, we have a two and O hot contender Dylan Kleckler. So here's here's the long and the short of it essentially. Josh Burns has a five and four record, 74 and a half inch reach. His qualities that I really find that stand out in his game is how accurate he is with his shots. He tends not to waste a whole lot of space and he tends to be very deliberate in his shot selection. He throws something essentially and something catastrophic happens. There isn't a whole lot of wasted energy, wasted space. There isn't a whole lot of jitters. He just, he throws and it shows. And needless to say, that leads to my next point. The fact that he has powerful hands. He definitely has that going for him. But most of all, his most important trait, I would have to say that he has going for him in this fight is how experienced he is in bare knuckle fighting. He has experience, just like my friend uh, Toby Benden back there. He has experience fighting in the UK as well. And so he has a 5-4 and four record is roughly a 500 record. But the way I see it, 
he has basically done it all so far that the modern bare knuckle era has to offer. He's come out of some great fights. Um, he he's lost as epically as he won, but that's the life of a slugger, isn't it? Is sometimes you hit big and you miss big, and that's to be expected sometimes, I suppose. Josh Burns' key to victory, I would have to say that it's what he had success with last time. It was his fight with Chris Sorrow where he used the jab. It was a triple jab in his last fight. And he used his left triple jab to set up his right power hand. And that's what dropped Sorrow. I'm anticipating that he could have some kind of a variation of success with that in his fight with Kleckler. So... My next point here, importantly, uh, Burns has to get his hook to the target. His his left hook is chunky, it's funky, and it needs to be, it's a missile that needs to get delivered to the target. And uh, if, it, if it does that, I figure his game plan will have some measure of success in the fight. We're moving on to Dylan Kleckler now. He's 2-0, perfect record in BKFC, and he has all of his wins in BKFC. Burns has been through multiple promotions, kind of fought the who's who in his weight divisions. But then you have Dylan Kleckler, who's kind of more on an up-and-comer kind of a path. He has a a 2.5-inch reach advantage, which is not terribly disadvantageous, but... You know, for Burns, but you know, I would I would say that he definitely Kleckler could put this reach advantage to some kind of a use that would be noticeable, is what I'm saying. So another thing that I noticed about Kleckler that really I found compelling was how light he is on his feet. What I mean by that is when you're light on your feet and you're striking, if you're moving constantly, you can just kind of bounce in and out of range. So you're getting in there delivering your combinations, your shots, but then you're getting the hell out of there. You're just not sticking around for the counters, the returns. If he could if he could manage to do this, I see Kleckler having success with his game plan. Kleckler also has nasty, nasty body shots, specifically with the right hand. Um, he dropped both of his opponents with the same shot. And it was to the to the rib cage, right to the ribs. And I, I shuddered just looking at that. And I really feel that those body shots are a key part of his game and what makes him as dangerous as he is. So next up, I really like that he keeps his hands high. He has a high guard. It kind of reminds me of like a, a higher box, like a high boxing guard or like a tie guard. Um, it's it's put to good use. I feel like, uh, you know, Burns is kind of a headhunter and that that's his strength is, you know, he's good at finding the the temple or the jaw. But if you keep your guard high, like Kleckler tends to do, I feel like you could block a lot of those shots and kind of survive through the early rounds and maybe take this to a decision. Keys of victory for Kleckler to win against Josh Burns, which would be a huge victory for Kleckler. I really feel like body shots in the clinch are a big deal here. Um... Burns is good in the clinch. He has grappling experience, of course, being a member of Team Hammer House under Mark Coleman. Like, that should be a given that he has decent experience there. But I noticed that Kleckler, in comparison, is a lot more productive 
with what happens in the clinch. He's more offensive. He's a lot meaner, a lot uglier. Um, I really see the body shots, especially with that right hand of Kleckler's, to be useful in this case and to perhaps see some damage done in the clinch here. Constant movement. Like I was saying, light on his feet, Kleckler should move constantly. Keep Burns coming towards him, following him, fighting his fight. Kleckler needs to throw his shots and get out of range. He needs to confuse and fumble Burns if he could possibly figure out a way to finagle that. Anyway, just accidentally muted my mic there. Having a really smooth production day here. I might need a producer soon. But, you know, like I was saying, that constant movement, it's going to be important here so that he could deliver those shots, get out. I feel like Burns, through five rounds, is going to have a hard time chasing for that long of a time. That being said, my prediction for the fight is I'm going to say Burns still takes it. I'm going to go with with lady experience here. Burns has been there, done that. He's faced every possible variation of bare knuckle fighter at this point for the most part. I feel like he's seen and been in there with somebody like Kleckler before. I think he's going to prevail. I think he's going to survive the early body shots and the onslaught. I think he might even get the shit end of the stick and the clinch. But I could imagine Josh Burns finally landing that left hook and getting him out of there. Middle middle third round. One minute in. TKO. So alright. That's that. I just wanted to uh, give you my prediction there. I appreciate everyone watching and sticking with me. This was recorded in the bathroom of McDonald's. Needless to say. And uh, yeah. We're going to have uh, another episode coming up. I got, a, I got another interview with Jonathan Royal. Another British bare knuckle fighter. So stay tuned for that. And Yeah. I'm looking forward to BKFC 17. I'm going to eat my words. I might be wrong about that prediction. I'm down to eat shit if it so happens to be Kleckler's fight. We'll take it back to the streets here, and we can roast me all day. So, all right. Thank you very much. And from a Wi-Fi signal in Southern California, my name's Josh Herbold, and I'm leaving the virtual squared circle. <laughs>